Hello, Rejects. I'm Brent. And I'm Dave. Welcome back to Rejected Central. So for a special treat, joining us today on location at Tim Hortons Field, the home of our beloved Forge FC, are two players from the team, Garvin Matusala and Chris Colongo. We're going to chat with them about football, about life, and maybe even put them on the spot just a little bit. How does that sound, guys? Good. We're ready for this. Right, we're ready. All right. <laughs> Amazing. Defender Garvin Matusla grew up and cut his footballing teeth in Montreal, yep. turned heads as a youth player and through college and semi-pro ranks as well, and now holds the line at the back for Forge and also plays for the Haitian national team. Welcome to Rejected Central. Thank you. Uh, thank you for the invite. Uh, uh, it's our really pleasure. Appreciated. Yeah, no problem. Pleasure. It's great to have you here. Chris Colongo is somewhat local growing up not too far away in Oakville, and we'll talk a little bit about that actually, and worked his way through the youth ranks and the well-known Sigma FC, quickly getting noticed by Forge, getting signed to a developmental contract, and now part of the full ticket. Welcome. Yeah, thank you for having me. Oh, it's absolutely our pleasure. Now we do like to, um, actually, you know what, Dave? I'm a little worried here. We have a couple of bright lights. Absolutely. Yeah, we have a 20-year-on-year-old, 24-year-old, I don't remember those Lots ages. Lots of positive parts. stuff yeah. going on. Are we going to be able to get any rejection stories out of you guys? You will. Oh, yes. 100%. All right. Let's, uh, let's put you on the spot a little bit right at the beginning. We do like to ask our guests if they have a rejection story that they would like to share. Uh, however you want to present it. doesn't really matter. Um, Chris, is there anything that in your life has kind of made you think, hmm, rejection? Um, for me... Uh, I think I could look at my soccer career as a whole just growing up through the youth ranks because like for me I was I was playing at like a local club before I went to Sigma of course I was playing in uh, I was playing Milton soccer club and uh, there I was one of the better performers on the team but obviously I wasn't in a, an academy or anything where there was a pathway to go pro so for me even though I knew I was good I never really knew how I was gonna do it or how I was gonna find myself to be able to play pro because that was my dream at the end of the day uh, so even when they had there was times even where I wouldn't even make the regional team to from the best players in like the local Golden Horseshoe League mm. which uh, obviously at the time like I was pretty upset uh, I've gone to provincial tryouts I didn't even make it past the first round mm. uh, even TFC I went on trial at TFC when I was like 16 I was there for like a month and a half, uh, and they said they're going to reach out, and I never heard back again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call us, we'll call you. Exactly. Yeah. How about you, Garvin? So uh, me, my, I'd say my biggest rejection would be when I was at the Montreal Impact Academy. So I joined the Montreal Impact Academy at 13, went through the, um, the trials, everything went well, joined the academy, was doing really well for the first months. And my first year towards the end was starting to get a bit shaky because uh, I wasn't always like this build, like taller, physical, fast. I was pretty slow, pretty skinny, short. So, and as a defender, you gotta, you gotta be strong and, and stuff like that. And that was really my, my problem at the time. So after that first year, um, uh, coach Wilfried Nancy, who is the coach of uh, Columbus now, uh, who just won the mm -hmm. MLS. Wow, yes. So yeah. he, he told me, we had um, basically meetings, end of the year meeting. Oh, Halfway of the half of the year meetings and end of the year meetings, and at the end of my uh, at my end of the year meeting, he told me next year you're gonna be my coach. I'm gonna be your coach, 
and we're bringing another center back that's more physical. So I just want you to get be ready because it's going to be technical versus physical because he was more of a physical player mm-hmm. and I was more of the technical player. And that year was completely horrible for me because uh, I was playing a year up with 98 player now from the year 98. And uh, players are all taller than me, more stronger than me, faster than me, and I, w- I just couldn't keep up. So a year and a half later, I'm at my uh, half of the year meeting, and he tells me right away, we're not going to keep you for next year. So wow. yeah, so I remember crying with my dad and stuff like that. And and did you ha- you you had similar goals and aspirations yeah, yeah, to, yeah. Pro- play, to play professional? Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, my goal when I joined the academy, I thought I was gonna end up pro. Not easily. It was also foolish because it's I was young. But <laughs> as soon as I joined the academy, I thought I was gonna make it pro and stuff like that. So when he cut me, and just my dad was there as well with me at my meeting. So just seeing the disappointment in mm. his eyes, I was like, whoa. I, it's also like my dream that's getting getting crushed a bit, but also his dream because he he likes soccer a lot. Mm. So that, I'd say that was like the biggest rejection of my life because uh, even the years later, it took me, I'd say, a good two years before really getting my confidence back because I, I was at a point where I was at 16 and I wanted to stop soccer. It's my dad who told me, do you still want to play? Because I, I came back with my local team and I was, was still not performing. Hmm. And one day I remember my dad told me, do you still want to do this? Because it doesn't seem like it. You're not performing as you should, as you were in the past and stuff like that. And that really gave me a boost. And I just, that's where I started working harder and stuff like that. And today is where I am today. I really like that you mentioned the technical Mm -hmm. and the physical. I guess you could call it a disparity at that point in your life. They weren't quite meeting up, were Mm -hmm. they? But I do have to say, I think maybe you've closed that gap. Because one of my favorite... Forge FC moments ever. 2022 final. Mm-hmm. You are in the second half. We were one up. And you are given the freedom to start roaming in the midfield. Yeah. And eventually you get your assist and, yeah. and David Chouanier scores. scores. Mm-hmm. But before that, the Atletico Ottawa defense and midfielders had no idea what to do with you. No. Because I think maybe, as, you know, seeing you as a central defender, mm-hmm. where it's not so much about the technical ability with the ball, it's about placement and passing and that kind of thing. Yeah. Suddenly, here you are in the middle of the field, mm-hmm. working wonders, yeah. and they had no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. It was delightful. Thank you. I, it was, <laughs> I don't know, you know, I, I, I got on the train the next day to come back from uh, Ottawa to, mm-hmm. to Hamilton. And uh, Gareth Wheeler and uh, Jordan Wilson were on the train. And yeah. they're like, oh, hi there. How you doing? Because I was wearing all my Forge gear, yeah. you know, looking like a neon sign. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, how'd you like the game? And so I said, you know, that Matusala thing that, that Bobby did was incredible. And they had no idea what to do with him. Mm-hmm. So well done. I think, Thank you. I Thank think you. we can, you know, you're really, you're, you're, you've, you've managed to, to meet those things mm-hmm. very, very well. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very Thank welcome. You. I have a curiosity. Mm-hmm. So sports nicknames. So, in the, in the vein of rejection, uh, do I, do both of you have nicknames? Uh, do you have good nicknames? Do you have nicknames that you'll? I should, here keep I in am mind, asking you to repeat them. Here and keep in mind, this is a clean podcast. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> friendly. Okay, right, so all the other ones we don't, we don't need to hear about the other ones. This is a safe for work podcast. Absolutely. Chris, do you have any nicknames? 
I think Garb has one that he'd like to share. Yeah, right? I gave him that nickname actually. <laughs> Uh, instead of call, calling him Colongo, I call him Colongs. So with with a Z at the end. <laughs> Colongs, and, uh, nice. A lot of people call him Colongs. Nice. Yeah, every yeah. time he'll come to me and be like, I came up with that, huh? I came yeah, up I with that. I came up with that. I came up with that. All right. You need to trademark it now. Exactly. Well, that's right. That's right. Exactly. And truth time, Chris, is that an mm-hmm. acceptance or would you reject that uh, nickname if you could? No, I definitely accept it. Especially yeah, yeah, yeah. coming from my, coming from my good friend Garvin. You're shaking your own. Exactly. That's good. We're all friends here. <laughs> how, about, how about you, Garvin? Do you have any nicknames? People just call me call me Garv. Garv, okay. and uh, with the when I'm with with the national team, uh, national team, they call me Metu. So my family name is Metusala, but they just call me Metu. 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 Oh, okay. So that's a awesome. new one. They got got it uh, last year, basically. So. Nice. All right. Yeah. yeah, and congratulations on that too. Oh, I mean, you. that is that's quite an yeah. honor, and mm-hmm. it's very exciting. Um, boy, those conversations with your dad must be pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You can, you, he can listen to this podcast and hear you talk about those earlier days mm-hmm. and you can say, yeah, but look where I am now. Cause I think he, I, he doesn't have had conversation with him, but I've never really told him that the days told me that after that game, that, that really, that was the, like the change, like mm-hmm. the day where that everything changed for well, me. Well, now he has to now he has, now he has to. Yeah, so now he's going to know when he's he listens to the podcast. Well, and, and I'm a dad now, so I get and to congrats. say, make sure you call your, your dad. Yeah. you got to tell him that <laughs> yeah. in person. Don't <laughs> let him hear it secondhand on the podcast. Okay, I'll, 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 <laughs> yeah, give him a spoiler alert. At dinner or something. I'll, yeah. I'll, <laughs> so, Chris, you are, um, you grew up in Oakville. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're pretty much local. Did you ever imagine <laughs> that you would be back and playing professional ball so close to home uh no i didn't even going out of high school i wasn't even really sure like how i was gonna figure this whole thing out and uh obviously i heard of cpl but like honestly not much when i was growing up i didn't really hear much uh but no it's it's nice it's local still staying at home i can keep friends still so it's not it's definitely been an easier transition than it would be for most so I've been grateful for that because I think sometimes you you're like oh I'm at home like it doesn't feel like everything's changed but then you look at the guys who come from very far away and they miss all their family and their mm-hmm. friends and it's like it's it's a completely different thing so I've got the I've had the opportunity just to to grow up in a comfortable environment which is your most of your family still in Oakville in that area? Uh yeah, just around there. Well, <laughs> most like my my immediate family. The rest of my family's in South Africa actually. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. And no culture shock. No. Um, yeah, you, know, you don't, don't have to get used to the weather. You've already been here. <laughs> it's, exactly. It must be terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> well, I don't know. Montreal. Montreal's Montreal pretty much. Montreal is in Ottawa. So, oh, okay, so it's the same thing. Basically. Same yeah. weather. It's worse than here. Ooh, I know. This, I, give me minus 30 and crisp cold over Snow. minus 5 and it's wet cold. 100%. Day, yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. 100%. But you're not, you're not too far from home. Do you get home up the 401 often enough? Uh, when, I, when we have three... Days off sometimes I try to go, okay. but uh, it's a long drive. It's it like is. A, so it depends. It always depends if I have enough days off or something. Yeah. But uh, I try I try to go out as much as possible to take my car and just go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did your family come down to see you? They play? come. Yeah. They come. They they come at least I'd say like uh, during Easter time they always show up because they have, they're on a break, and uh, I'd say towards the end of the season they always come. So they were at the final and oh, with some friends. Cool. So it was it was nice. So I'm going to shift a little bit to the positions that you both play. Now, it's really neat that you're both here. You're both in the back. Mm-hmm. All right, we have the back line, mm-hmm. and we have the goal line, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, I want to. I think it's neat that you're here because it's great to give the back some love, mm-hmm. all right? And I, and, I, and I know that often when you talk to the media, when you talk to fans, it's always the scorers, mm-hmm. the midfielders who get a little bit of that love. So mm-hmm. 
you are rejecting the idea that the back line and the goal line doesn't get the love today. That's very cool. That is very, very cool. What's it like being a part of an academy? Like, what kind of life is that? Because you start off very, very young, mm-hmm. and with the goal, obviously, of, be- of turning pro and yep. being with the club. But what's what's that? What's that kind of like? Because as a normal, you know, uh, most normal teenagers don't uh, Do are not part of a professional yep. soccer club while growing up and going to school. Well, me experiencing both, it's day and night. So. Being in an academy is basically, I would say it's being a pro before, like getting the, at the pro level. Mm-hmm. So you train every day, uh, um, you train every day, you have games on the weekends, you gotta fight for your, really gotta fight for your spot. Uh, you're just not getting paid and stuff, but they still pay for, usually they pay for your school. Nice. So it's, you're still getting like basically money back and stuff. So I, I re- I'd really say it's like the professional level before the, the professional it's the youth professional level i'd yeah. say because it really gets you ready for the next for the professional level you train every day you have games you got to fight take care of yourself yeah. so and uh i'd say like uh, in infrastructures as well facilities you it's a professional environment so you got uh, your ice tubs your cold tubs you got a good big team of uh physiotherapists athletic ter- nutritionists and stuff so it's as if you were a pro, but just at a young age. Like you're apprenticing. Basically. Yeah. Basically the same thing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I found myself. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> I had this, I was talking about the backline love and I got a little distracted in my brain just saying, it is really cool that we're going to, we're going to focus on, on the defense mm-hmm. of the team. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as a, as a professional defender mm-hmm. uh, or a professional goalkeeper, do you ever get to have conversations with people that you... I mean, we've talked about, Garvin, you have not yet had that particular conversation mm-hmm. with your dad about that moment, but have you ever had conversations with the people who may not have been as encouraging throughout your youth years, whether it's at an academy or uh, you know, semi-pro, all of those things, though, I guess, naysayers? Have you had a chance to talk to them about the, like where you are now? I'll let you go first. <laughs> uh, honestly, no, not really. Uh, I've definitely had a lot of supportive people around me growing up and stuff. And even though I wasn't in the places I wanted to be when I was younger, there was people who would always be like, you know, just keep focused. Like I had, I think one big moment for me was, uh, I have this goalie coach that I still work with to this day, uh, Robert Stillis. So I think the big thing that he told me when I was like 16 is that like, honestly, like the youth stuff, the academies, like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It's just literally just putting the work in mm-hmm. to be ready for your opportunity when it comes. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you, you, you actually brought most of Sigma with you. <laughs> <laughs> so anybody who would be a naysayer, they'd be here with you now, so you'd be able to give it back. Exactly. <laughs> How about you? I mean, with, with where you are now as mm-hmm. as, as a often starting member of the defensive squad and, and playing for the Haitian national team, mm-hmm. have you ever had a ch- chance to have a conversation with anyone who maybe somewhere along the way wasn't quite as encouraging? Um, our, just last year, uh, when we were in Montreal, mm. we trained in the Montreal, uh, in the Montreal facilities, and I met one of my old coaches. That uh, yeah, so basically he came up to me and he was like, uh, just he was super proud of me, and I hadn't seen him in a while, and he was just like, you've changed so much, and we'd have, we would have never thought that you would be here today, be where you are today, because. My, when I was at the academies, it was, I, I'm going to be honest, I was really bad for, for a good period of time. I was not performing at all, hmm. like really bad. I was on the, I'd say at the, the low of the, the, I was probably the worst player in the group and stuff like that. So when he saw me and he was just like, you, you've 
you've came, you've come a long way and we're just so proud of you so we just want you to know that so that's that amazing was, yeah so that was good to hear and it's yes. nice it's nice to get that opportunity for them to say mm -hmm. uh, it's great to have a second chance to yep. talk to you now too yep. isn't it yep. yeah and it's good because these are people who want you to do well and like mm -hmm. that's a real gift to like come back yep. and say hey you know because you know pride often is a, is a mm -hmm. big thing hey we were wrong and Look at how good you are. Yeah. Not, that, not that anybody wants to rub it in or no. anything like that. Maybe in our mind we do that sometimes. <laughs> I told mind. you so. <laughs> you know. We do it all the time. Yeah, we do it all the time. <laughs> um, in your professional life now, how often do you hear the word no? Like in terms of what you're trying to achieve now? So I guess ongoing mm, rejections, I guess we could question. put it that way. Good yeah. question. Uh, I'd say... You would hear it maybe if, as a as an example of me as a young player who has aspiration of maybe reaching the next level, sometimes you can have discussions with your your agents and stuff like that. And uh, one day you can do you you can come your agent can come with a saying, oh this club might be interested. You uh, be ready. Uh, it might go quick. You might sign a contract in the next uh, few weeks, and then. He comes back a few days later and just like, yeah, no, it's not happening. Mm. So I'd say when you're under contract in the pro level, that would be the where you get most of the end games or no. Hmm. Hmm. How about you, Chris? Are you do you face no's? I mean, you're you're a number two, so mm. you're not starting every game. Um, is that part of, of of the reality, or are there other challenges or other no's that you can tell us about? I don't know. I feel like I just keep a good group of people around me, and it's never. There's never, I've never been told by anyone, especially my family. My family's so supportive. Mm. Uh, they just, uh, just believing in me almost. I've never really felt like anyone's uh, been against like my potential or whatever mm -hmm. I can do, you know? So. That's cool. Okay. No, it's oh, all nice. good. Hey, no, two I, now. I like what you two said two about two all, <laughs> you and Hila. <laughs> You're up. <laughs> I was going to go back. I was thinking about, the, but it's professional that you're talking about, like since then, right? Yeah, or anything that pops out that even, like, because even if it's, in your case, at the age of 21, two years ago is a long time. It, you know, you've done so much since then. So something mm -hmm. that happened when you were 19 might feel as fresh as it would to the other old men in the room. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to bring up. <laughs> yeah, no, because I remember in high school, to be honest, uh, like, I, like, obviously school was an option for me, but I, like, I was kind of, I wanted to play. I didn't really want to go to school. Uh, and so I remember one time my mom had a conversation with one of the principals of my school, and he basically told my mom, he's like, like, there is no opportunity here. He, he won't be able to play pro. Like, what is he doing? Like, you need to be, like, doing all these different things. And I know, like, my mom came and told me that after. And then she was like, but, like, she she was like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, I believe in you. Hmm. That's, uh, amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, no, it was a big thing for me. And uh, she's just been so supportive, so. Well, I'm glad you said that, too, because, yeah. I mean, you're both a couple Canadian kids, right? I mean, mm -hmm. the, the pipeline for professional opportunities in this country are really, really limited. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So to hear a formal pr former principal or someone saying, well, there's no opportunity, it's mm -hmm. true, isn't it? Yeah. In some ways, but that wonderful contrast with somebody on your, on your side who's on your team, mm -hmm. your family saying, mm, you're gonna do this, or you can do this, mm -hmm. keep working. Like nobody exactly. expects miracles, and you know what? Hey, I mean, you're both professional athletes, yeah. which 
I don't know the percentage of how many kids who dream of it get to be professional, professional. athletes. Yeah. But, it, but less it, than 1%? Oh, way less. less. It has to be 100.00. So yeah, so that's, it is a real thing to, mm -hmm. for somebody in a practical position. Like I'm an educator as well, so mm -hmm. my background is teaching. And so I can imagine myself having that conversation yeah. with a student who is maybe more focused on the football than on the studies, saying, mm -hmm. you know what, you need to be realistic. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually, Fast forwarding 20 years, I'm, I'm going to have conversations like this with my kids. Yeah. You know, you need to have a backup plan. Oh, yes. Maybe I'm not ready to go there yet. <laughs> You're not. Clearly. Well, not even 20 years. I have a 10-year-old now. So, I'm, oh. so you were saying you were in high school. So I'm talking the next seven, seven years. Yeah. Yep. Moment of silence. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> So that is really important to support the support system, right? Like how I think to myself, because, you know, obviously you're athletes, you're in front of the public, you know, you've seen her all around the world. Um, you know, sometimes when something doesn't quite go your mm -hmm. way, you know, and people see it, um, you know, the, the feeling that afterwards you might feel like really down. How do mm -hmm. you how do you bounce back from these little um, sort of hiccups in in your in um, your mood for playing? Mm -hmm. So I would say. Um for me, I would say my keeping my within my entourage, so my environment, my friends and stuff, my close friends, family. So sometimes when you have you're in a bad period and stuff like that, uh, the people that you can turn to or your close friends, your family, they're the ones who are gonna cheer you up and give you confidence. Because in in the sports, the most important thing is as a player is having confidence. If you're not mm -hmm. confident, you can have the best talent in the world. If you're not confident, you won't be able to perform. So. Just get getting that confidence back from your 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 environment, your friends, your clothes, your your family is that's how I get my my confidence back and Amazing. then I get back to playing. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I feel like also that's a huge thing, just mm -hmm. having a good group of people around you, which yeah. I've said. Uh, but another thing too, I feel like it's just sometimes it's not going to go great, but you just have to keep doing the same things every yep. day and mm -hmm. the things that will help improve you and help maintain you. Because you know what, sometimes it's not going to go great, but eventually things will turn around if you mm -hmm. keep doing the right things. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I always uh, come back to whenever things are not going great because, you know, it's not it's not an easy life. Mm -hmm. And it's not one that is like, it's not like, okay, I have a day, two, three days off just to relax and come back. It's I'm in the next morning and I'm gonna have to do the same things again. So I gotta get my mind right. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, and when you have injuries and those mm -hmm. kinds of things, that can really compound. Count. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. you've you've certainly had some injuries, injuries since yeah. you've started. I, I don't know as much about your injury situation. Maybe you're too young. Yeah. You don't get injured. <laughs> they don't get injured at that age, do they? No. So we're <laughs> knocking on wood. Don't <laughs> <it's> <laughs> yeah, That's right. Everybody, knock on the table. <laughs> <laughs> but would you say, like, recovering from an injury is it the same kind of thing? Surrounding yourself with those same. Hundred percent. I remember getting injured uh, in twenty twenty. When we played against Montreal, mm. away for me that was a big game because coach the coach that cut me basically was the coach of that Montreal team. So I was, I really wanted to prove. My family was was there, all my friends, and I think I got injured in the first ten or fifteen minutes. Mm. And I was the next day I was supposed to go out with the with the with the national team for Nations League, which I missed. Then I missed the final against TFC, wow. so I missed just like three huge important events. So during those those six weeks, I was out for six weeks. What really helped me was my my friends, the, my teammates, my close friends in the team, and my close friends outside as, as well. Just staying in touch with them and just getting my mind off of my injury. Because sometimes when you're alone, you just think about the injury. You see your friend, your teammates playing and training, and you're like, oh, I wish I was there. So 
just really getting your mind out of it with your friends and having discussions helps a lot. Yeah. That's what helped me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I feel like too. It's also just also appreciating like yeah. what we do. Mm-hmm. Like we're pretty, pretty, pretty lucky guys, you know. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we get to wake up every day and play soccer, soccer. every day. So mm-hmm. I think it's just being grateful too. So yeah, 100%. nice, nice. I do like hearing the gratefulness side of mm-hmm. things, right? That's uh, super, super important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, speaking of being grateful, mm. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a new, newish fan of the game. So I played when I was a kid, um, but really didn't follow mostly anything professional. Mostly the statistics always kind of made me intimidated. But then in 2008, we got, I got an email when I was working for the library saying, oh yeah, professional team's coming to town. So I started following it. Mm. So at some point, we're going to stop calling the CPL a startup league, right? Yeah. But I think we're, you know, having been in only in the first five years, we are very, very new, mm-hmm. right? And I think there's a lot of attitude about not just not just the CPL but any league at this level mm-hmm. uh, about what it can achieve and what it shouldn't even think about achieving mm-hmm. so having set it up that way in a couple of weeks time the team is going to face Liga MX Chivas this is something that automatically brings out the can they do it how do you go into the next, and you guys have just come back from your, your off season, you've started your easy mm-hmm. training. H- how do you sort of get into that mindset? How do you reject the, you know, not, you can't really do too much about what other people are gonna say, mm-hmm. um, but you have to know too, like this is a big challenge. So how do you sort of switch and push away any rejected, any negative ideas about what you need to achieve in order to, in order to step out on the field in a few weeks time? Uh, I feel like it's just, I feel like Bobby's very good at uh, getting us out of that mindset completely. I think the biggest thing he says is uh, (laughs) bags of money don't score goals. so I think it's just treating That's good. it. That's good. Sorry, uh, for a t-shirt. The time. <laughs> that should be in the store. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, but uh, no, I feel like he brings the mentality for us just to, to set us on the right path of it's just another game. It's 11 guys versus 11 guys, uh, and we're gonna do everything we can to prepare. And uh, tactically, we're gonna be sharp and set on what we're doing, and uh, we're gonna give it everything we can. Yeah, um, like uh, like Chris just said, at the end of the game is, uh, at the end of the day, it's just a game. So anything can happen in a in a, in a game, uh, and we have we sh- we've shown in the past that when we've come up against better team that better team on paper that we can compete with them. We played a, went to shootouts with the Montreal. We went to shootouts with a TFC as well, and mm-hmm. no one had us favorites in those games as well. True. So yeah. we I don't know why we wouldn't compete against against Chivas. We have good players here. We, we've known each other for a while. We've been playing with each other for a while. So I think everything can happen. We can always, we can come up with a result for sure. I, I feel like, and it's it's really important to say, you've earned this. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And, and, and you deserve to be in that spot. Mm-hmm. It's not an accident, exactly. right? So that has to help as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the things I really enjoy about watching uh, the post-game interviews or just even just on field or whether it's the conference after is the gleam in Forge players' eyes. Yeah. That, you know what, the rest of the league, they just all have dead eyes. They don't have that, right? They just have this... <laughs> practically they just, I mean, I, I may be a little biased in saying that. We might be. Yeah, I... Um, <laughs> yeah, it's great that you have a gleam in your eye. We are here because we should be here um, even after just regular games that you've won, it's mm-hmm. never in doubt. You should be where you are. So, 
Yeah, I think that'll help as well. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a, a tale of two, like almost like a two separate things, like playing in, playing in like 100 degree Mexico mm-hmm. and then coming up here, we don't know what the temperature is going to be in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it's going to be, yep. and, and I think in a lot of ways, you have the advantage of that way because you can, you guys can play in the temperatures mm-hmm. and you can definitely play up here. You're used mm-hmm. to it, right? So. Well, I think it's really mean of them to fly you down to Mexico now just because you won't be ready for the weather <laughs> for anymore. The weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and obviously your off season has been filled with like Mexican beaches and Caribbean <laughs> seas and, yeah. you know, nothing but uh, little umbrella drinks. And yeah. Yeah. Clearly, clearly it's not fair. It's the not tippy fair. top of lifestyles. Absolutely. Yep. That may be me. Expressing my jealousy, but you guys <laughs> your youth, your athleticism. <laughs> it's piling up, isn't it's it? Piling it's piling up. Oh, uh, okay. So I got a few quick things at the end. These are fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, feel free not to answer if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to set it up so that you know they're like, okay, what's coming? What's right? Right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this is the part of the interview where we oh, can't get, lay the hammer okay. down now. <laughs> All right. First one is a bit of a softball, but who's your favorite team? I'm an Arsenal fan. Arsenal. <gasps> yeah. And I'm a Manchester City fan. Oh, this is uh, delightful. delightful. This is delightful. <laughs> um, because if we're talking about rejection, uh, I think you, there's a pretty good rivalry between Manchester City and Arsenal. Oh, you guys, yeah, you guys I, can I, reject I, each other's point of yeah, view yeah, is yeah. what I'm saying. I don't yeah, know okay. if it's really a rivalry, but... It is a rivalry. Uh, maybe for you. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Liverpool guy. So. This is actually what but I was see, hoping for. I respect Liverpool fans. But oh, thank you. Manchester the City fans? No, uh, there's no culture. There's that. no culture, right? I don't exactly. No, come on. There's a bunch of Especially robots. Especially him. He, he, no, he hasn't seen don't the do me side. like that. Yeah. Don't do me like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> if I was to arrange a game on the pitch for tomorrow, first thing, who would you play? Cavalry or Atletico Ottawa? I don't, it depends what we're playing. We're playing here? Here. Oh, okay. Uh, Mexico. <laughs> what am I thinking? Of course we're going to go to Mexico. Because yeah, I was thinking maybe if we play in Ottawa because my family's close. Why am I thinking Hamilton? It's got to be Calvary. I'd say, yeah, I'd say Calvary. I think those games are different. Even yeah. though I haven't really participated in them, it's uh, those games have the most intensity, mm-hmm. the most passion. It's... Mm-hmm. Even the fans, even when we're there, when they're here, yep. it's everyone's going crazy. Yeah, the energy is different. Exactly. You can tell there's like a lot of tensions between the, the players and yeah. 100%. So, so maybe, maybe I'll give, can I give Cavalry the gleam in the eye too? Can I give them a little credit then? Okay. All right. Reluctantly. All right. Not too much. <laughs> Freezing rain or wet snow to play in out there tomorrow? Wow. I'm not giving you the minus 30 crisp option no, here. No, <laughs> I, oh N- my neither God. is an answer. I, <laughs> nah, Probably freezing rain. I was going to say. Freezing rain. I like playing in the rain, but I, yeah, I feel like... Freezing a, rain? I know. Yeah. I'd say freezing rain. Freezing I guess you'll be running, but I'll just be, be there shivering. Yeah. I guess with snow? the freezing rain, you, it may not freeze by the exactly. time you're playing on it, whereas yeah, right. snow, it's going to be frozen. Yeah. Frozen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Freezing right. rain. Dinner at Kyle Becker's house or beverages with the coaching staff? He's uh, he's connected to you guys that way, isn't he? He, I mean, I, while I was watching some of the post-championship things that you guys did with the podcast and everything, and he's talking about the families, and mm-hmm. you guys are all connected that way. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. really, it's real family, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Also from Oakville too, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Got lots of Oakville stories that he tells me from back in the day. <laughs> Well, um, maybe you just encourage him to come on the sh- on the podcast okay. so he can tell some of those stories oh, himself. Because uh, we wouldn't want to put you on the spot. Yeah, I don't know if I could share those ones. <laughs> this is this is going to get controversial. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. All right, you ready? Garvin. Yep. In goal right now for that game, Tristan or Chris? It's cold. It's. I guess we've determined it's freezing rain. That's a great question. <laughs> we can. We you can want to answer for me? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't have to answer. I'll give we you can, a pass yeah, on this. Okay. Yeah, You're, off the, totally. You're off the hook. Totally. Uh, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> do, you want, do you want a moment to think about it? Yeah, I'll think about okay, it. Okay, I'll go, I'll go over to Chris. All right, uh, Chris, uh, you uh, are in goal, and your center back has to defend a one-on-one from a wonder player. David Edgar a few years ago, or Garvin Matusla now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, we're not we're not answering. We're not answering. <laughs> it's okay. I have to work and live with these guys. Come on, that's not fair. Let's keep the peace. <laughs> that's yeah. right. That's fair. We're that's not here totally to break fair. up the harmony. <laughs> <between. laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I see. I see. You see. You see. David Edgar. I see. Just an mm. Okay. That's yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I was never worried there wouldn't be a whole lot of love for all of the players that I mentioned. <laughs> so. Well, that's all I've got. Thank you so much for being here, you guys. This has been fun. Um, mm-hmm. All the best in a... Well, for, we're recording this in early January, so mm-hmm. in a few weeks' time against Chivas. Yep. Mm-hmm. That is going to be amazing. We'll be in the stands yep. for sure. Oh, yeah. 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 And thank that's you cool. so much. Thank you, guys. Thanks to you yeah, guys. Yeah, thanks for having fun. us. Yes, this is a good fun. interview. Yeah, really <laughs> Thank fun. you. That was super fun. Thank you, first of all, to Garvin Matusala and Chris Colongo, a couple of players from Forge FC. Thanks for your time, and, and thanks for being willing to play along with us. That was fun. Thanks to Nico and Tom at Forge Head Office uh, and all of Forge FC, the players, the staff, the coaches, for giving us all sorts of reasons to cheer here in Hamilton over the last five years. Just as a bit of free promotion for the team, we have uh, accomplished something. We get to play Shivas Guadalajara on February 7th as part of the CONCACAF Champions League. Uh, We earned it by winning first in the league last year, and uh, it's a pretty big deal to have this continental competition on our plate. So good luck to the guys, Uh, and, and for our listeners, if you're in the Hamilton area, get some tickets. It really supports the team. Yeah, thank you listeners for coming along once again on this little ride, and uh for giving us ideas for the show. So if you have an idea for the show, feel free to reach out through rejectedcentral.com, rejectedcentral8 at gmail.com, or social media. Thank you so much again, and keep listening, and we'll see you next time.